We gotta do it again. <laughs> Alright, now we do it. That's one thing I love more to get in my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's plate, put your sticky stuff, phone any Astros game. Casa Ole. Yo, it's Lima. It's Lima time time. Hey, it is Lima time time. It's time for Lima time. I love how tired you are. This is the most lackluster intro. I even got the mu- <laughs> I even got the music for us, and it's just so I'm, lackluster. I was, I was trying to to dance a little bit in my chair, and it's just it's just not happening. I'm freaking worn out. Cool. This is gonna be a great episode because there's nothing to talk about. I don't know. We're only doing it because we're we were so bad last year consistently. That yeah. we, I feel like we need. To, we're like we're we have something to prove this year, and it's now it's already to our detriment. <laughs> it's definitely hurting the brand. Nah, I think putting out putting out an episode about nothing is is better than not doing one. Honestly, I think it's, that's true. I'll agree with that. The the listeners appreciate it. I know I know Craig Harmon. He's a, he's he's chomping at the bit to listen to some Lima Time Time. Oh yeah, what a guy. Love that guy. What a good, what a good guy. So here we go, episode eighty five. Season LTT season four, we out here, we still here. You know, just because I'm recording doesn't mean I have to lead. I, I'd rather you lead. This is making me uncomfortable. I like it. I don't. I don't like it. What am I? What am I? A radio professional? Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> kinda. That's, um, that's debatable. That is debatable. Um. What? Uh, what? What nice things do you have to say about bravado spice? Look, here's the deal. If you want to cook something up. Put some sauce on it. Make it a hot sauce. Make it good. <laughs> it's the worst fucking thing ever. Um, I was, I'm still drinking the, the the pineapple habanero or jalapeno. I think it's jalapeno. I'm not sure what it is. That's not good. Uh, look, <laughs> look, we're, we're loyal to them. They're loyal to us. It's good. Go to bravadospice.com. Follow them at bravado. Uh, like their Facebook page. Uh, they do a bunch of cool recipes and stuff uh the serrano basil remains the best sauce it's a winning contest it's me and james put it on everything we love it so uh check them out bravado spice bravado spice is the spice of your life yes it is yes it is yes it is all right um not a good one no one one of my least favorite (laughs) and then uh David said he's gonna get back with us next week for some some actual ad copy for uh, F45 training. So uh, g- check out the F45 training at the e- Edu location. Um, it's a bunch of Aussies running around with their shirts off. It's the thunder from down under. So check it out. Uh, <laughs> that's not annoying. Yeah, that's not that's not an exercise. This is an exercise. Um, <laughs> so check them. So stupid. Check them out. Um, we'll have more. I have more details next week. We'll probably have more baseball next week. So uh, so here we go. Welcome to Lima Time Time. James, welcome into the show. Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah, are... It, it, uh, it, it, it crept up on you, huh? It did. Well, it, no, it's it sort of like, uh, I don't know, the internet. It was, a little, it was a little choppy there for a minute, but I'm, I'm, good. I'm, I'm good. Is the Grim Reaper sitting there with you as you record this? <laughs> no, but it like the room definitely smells like icy hot and ibuprofen. 
Like that's, that's how you like know. I, that's I, how you know I, you're getting up there in age. I'm just going to bed. Like I'm just. I, I I might as well be doing this like from bed. You that'd be like, that'd be good. You put <clears> on your long. You can put on your long your long underwear. Yeah. I don't know why that you have to do that. That seems very unnecessary. <laughs> I think I'm playing my own show. I think I'm playing the uh, my own show on the. I'm not. I'm trying to put the link out, and and host a show. It's like multitasking is for is seriously for the real birds, like the actual birds for actual real crows. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know why. Because yeah. I'm in Safari and I typically use Chrome, which has all my logins saved. So when I go when I go into Chrome, I can just go. I can just log into all my all my Twitters and all my Facebooks. But see when I so when I hopped on Safari, what ha- what happened was is it didn't have any of my logins, and it just makes it a little bit more difficult. So uh, so I'm gonna get that fixed up. And uh, so James, what what what's going on with you in the baseball world here on uh, th- this week? We we got a media day. We had Manfred talking all sorts of bullshit. <laughs> I've been, well, first of all, Senator Lindsey Graham, it's wonderful to be here. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that. yeah, it's it's um, it's good to host, could be a guest host on this as well. Yeah, I've been longtime fan. I, I'm <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nothing's going on. Absolutely nothing. And I mean, I mean, there's there's pitchers reporting, catchers have reported. Some position players have reported. Basically, everyone's just trying not to get hurt. Like that's, that's yeah, I, I didn't like. I, I was watching some of the replay of Manfred speak, and he got Manfred got a little ag on people. Uh, people were uh, were. I didn't uh, hear what he said. So well, the, well, they said. were. I mean, it was typical typical questions um, about the pace of play, and um, I don't know if you know, like they're they are going to include the the time clock in spring training games. Uh, so and okay. and, and like. I I just I it, it just seems like to be such a lost cause. Like I, if you don't, if you have a problem with number one, I, this I I can't. I have so many thoughts. I can't even put, put together a, a, a coherent one. Well, like the, first off, baseball is not too long. A, a, the average baseball game is three and a half, three to three and a half hours. Sometimes faster than a football game. So I don't know where. I, I, I mean, pace of play. I guess you get the between the innings and you have stoppages and stuff. I, I guess that would be where the where it comes into. But the the length of the game is not a problem, and it never has been a problem. So I don't know where that narrative came from. Like who is who is calling for no, that? Think, who is I, calling I, I, for I, that? So I've thought about this. Like the the I think what. It's a perception issue, and it's it's not as long, or you know, it's, it's of equal length to a football game. But they don't play six football games a week. But if you are willing to, true, invest, true, that's like, a good, that's a good point. Week, that's a good six point. Six months out of the year, you. But if if you're willing to ride or die with a baseball team for an entire season, you you don't really care if one night it goes four hours because you know at some point there's going to be one that goes two forty. Like, or you what, just skip, a, or you just skip a couple. What draws me or what drew. Or yeah, you just like you know what I'm gonna. It's it's Verlander. Yeah, Sandy San Diego's in on a Wednesday on a Wednesday. Actually, or, I'd probably watch that. Yeah, no, I know Verlander's pitching. You you pitch it, but yeah, but it's just a it's a it's a throwaway on a on a Tuesday night, or it's just you're on a West Coast road trip and it's it's late here locally, and you're just like you know what I'm not I don't need to, I don't or yeah they're on an interleague they're in San Diego yeah. in San Diego on a Tuesday night you you might not watch that game. 
might just, you know, go to bed. Or, you know, it's the fourth night of a 10-game road trip on the West Coast, and you're like, I've stayed up to 1 o'clock in the morning the last three nights. I'm going to go to bed. You know, I and, say that, but I say that, the, like, I always, but if I'm at home and I'm I'm able to watch it, I end up watching it. It's it's only when I'm, like, I've got plans or, like, I've got some sort of, I either got a comedy show or something I'm, I'm going to that, that conflicts. Otherwise, if I'm at home, I may talk all this shit like I'm not going to watch it, but I'm going to put it on. And then if it's any, if it's even close to, watch it at least a little yeah, and if it's, and if it's riveting in any way, it, it'll catch me and I'll be screwed and I'll be mad about it. I'll be like, here we go. I'm trapped. They got me, they reeled me in. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't like, I don't like the pandering to what seems to me are not baseball fans. It's like you're not gonna you're not gonna no, convi- no, you're not gonna convince the NBA crowd to just hop, they're not just gonna hop on over to the MLB. It's just it just doesn't work like that, and it never will. Yeah, the, the National League started in 1876. If you're not on board with baseball yet, you know it's probably it, it might not happen, or you just leave it alone and and let people watch the playoffs, which is what I do with the NFL, and and it's fine. Like the NFL doesn't have to change their rules for me. Like they don't, they don't have to, they don't have to do. That. I'll watch, I'll watch some playoff games. You know, I'll if if there's a Thursday night game on and it looks interesting, you know, I might read while while the game's on mute and I'll look up every now and then. But I'm I don't expect the NFL to change their entire approach to their sport to try to catch my attention. And they won't. I don't if know. They're why on, they they're unapologetic about it. Proselytize. I, yeah. I, so baseball needs to be like, hey, this is we've this is how we've done it literally forever. We're not changing. To get some new crowd, I don't know. Yeah, and I guess I mean unless they have some like secret projections that uh, that all the the youth are just not watching it. I either like baseball or you don't. You come up watching it. It's a it's it's really on the shoulders of, of families. To, to ingrain, yeah, ingrain. Yeah, it the, really it really exactly is like, like it's you're more likely you're less likely to watch baseball. To not watch baseball, or I mean, you're more likely to not watch baseball if you come from a family that doesn't watch baseball. Then, then, then that's who the marketing plays to, where they gotta just their friends have to do I, it. I, I don't know, it, but yeah, I mean, if and this and this just goes to show you the people who are baseball fans, their dads watch baseball, they played baseball, and they watch baseball, and then it gets passed down in the family thing. So I mean, it's it's something that's generational, and. Um, and it's I, I don't know and I and I still and I don't even I don't even buy in that it's lame and that it's just it's not conducive to the youth I think that's stupid and it's a super cool game full of math and algorithms and all sorts of fun equations for all the math nerds to put in their analytics so they can be, run a baseball team and win a World Series. That's my nerd. That's my nerd. That's my nerd voice. I do. NASA people, nerds are running teams. Ooh, I didn't put my team yeah, on. I didn't true. put I didn't put my phone on silent. I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. Bad at podcasting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Th- I so I, I just I'm just sick of it. Use, they would sele- I, I want them to selectively use the pitch clock. Like it would have been it, like to use the pitch clock as like shade to like Josh Beckett that always took like seven and a half minutes between pitches. Like it would have been funny to be, <clears throat> for them to be like, well, Beckett's pitching, so there's a pitch clock tonight. But Roy Oswald's pitching, so we oh yeah, we don't have to worry about it because yeah. Use a clock. But see, and, and like the thing that about the the pitch clock, who it who it affects is the hitter, because there you're getting you're getting so many signs in between every pitch on tendencies, on scattering reports, on uh, your job as a hitter, uh, you know where to look. 
you're not you don't have the time as a hitter to adjust as you would on a normal normal pitching whatever normal game so i mean it affects the whole game it's not just the pitcher has to hurry up it affects the at bat too do you think that's intentional to guard against what sort of is and also is not a a pitch tipping scandal or or is that their way of like is that like the Michael Jordan like go play baseball for a couple of seasons while you're suspended and we'll just call it baseball like we're gonna implement a pitch clock because then it cuts down on the amount of time that that the pitch can get tipped to the hitter. I mean that's possible. I mean I need or I need I just making stuff up. No it, no that's very possible. I I think they need to um I need to see them enforce this rule first because I mean that pitch clock has been there and um. I yeah, so what's the what's the penalty if you don't? Get the I don't know. I don't think anything's. I don't think. I don't think anything's ball. changed. What has it been in the past? I have no idea. I, I've I been hearing know. they were going to enforce stuff for years, and I remember looking. There was there's a clock up between pitches at Minute Maid last year, but I've never seen anybody get the umpires like refuse to enforce it. Yeah. I don't and, know. And that, That's that may be what it is. That, that may be what happens. Then you have one like freaking Pharisee umpire who decides. Yeah, to play we'll get, and it'll be Joe West, and it'll rule. be the Astros, and it'll somehow affect <laughs> us, and we'll lose a playoff game because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be really tight, and we'll all celebrate as a city and be like, Joe West, here's the key to the city. Joe West. Come move into hell, move into hell, because that's where you deserve to be. It's the, me, the super devil. It's me, the super devil. Come on to super hell, Joe West, second in command. You feel me? <laughs> so dumb. Hey, he does have a he, he got a, got a throne right next to mom, baby. Come down to super hell, Joe West, super devil. So yeah, so Joe West and the super devil teaming up. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if one if one part deserves to be in super hell, it would be Joe West. Yes, and Angel Hernandez is carrying his. his uh, yeah, he might be in real hell, like with the ghost of Hitler. But I don't know. Hello, it's me, the ghost of Hitler. Um, I just like do. I just like saying it's me, the ghost of Hitler. <laughs> uh, so Alex Bregman is, you know, had his elbow cleaned out, yeah, vacuumed. I yeah. guess that's yeah. what I'm assuming happened. Um, and is apparently pain free for the first time, like in three years. Is that should everybody else in the American League be nervous? Yes. You should be nervous whether he has, if whether he's hurt, whether he's not hurt. If Alex Bregman is in the lineup, you should be terrified of him because he's a gamer, and he's the kind of guy that he's he's the kind of guy that gets the a Kirk Douglas home run, Kirk Douglas, Kirk Gibson home run, <laughs> Spartacus, Spartacus home run, a Spartacus home run, a Kirk Gibson home run, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, baby, he's my favorite actor, baby. It's me, Super Devil. I'm affecting the broadcast. You feel me? Um. <laughs> So dumb, Kurt, uh, Kurt Gibson, obviously, um, or just like yeah, just a broken down. Like if there's one guy that's injured that can come through for you, it's gonna be him. So for him to be completely pain free, oh man, the way he already works and the, he, the way he already plays, should, yeah, everybody should be fucking terrified. We're talking MVP candidate. Now, one player, one Astros that that nobody seems to be really worried about, and and people are already like the projection systems and and whatnot are already writing off is they are predicting a, a pretty steep decline for uh, Yuli Gurriel. Do you buy into that? Do you think uh, no. that's probably about right or or what? No, I I still, nobody squares the ball up like he does. I still, 
I still think as long as he gets regular at bats, um, he's gonna he's gonna get base hits and drive in runs. He hits line drives. That's true. that's the kind of player that can you can hit into your forty. If you can hit if you can square the ball up and hit line drives, then you're you're covered. So I I think he needs to stay healthy, and he needs to ha- get re- regular looks at the plate. But I'm not. I, I'm my all all of my focus is on a little a little guy that's not a little guy, and his name is Carlos Correa. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's where my whole focus is on. It it all it's it's not all on him because it's it definitely it takes the village. It definitely takes the village. But <laughs> um yeah, it's it's all on is he can, is he healthy and can he get back to what he did in in 2017 where he hit 315 and hit 30 home runs. I I think I think so. I mean, if your back is bad, I mean, we're obviously not professional athletes. Um but like when your back hurts, you can't do anything right. Like, and it's it's a uh, it's because your back hurts. Like you walk weird because you're trying to make it to where your back doesn't hurt, and then your leg hurts because you're walking in an unnatural way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try to fix that, and then your foot's all jacked up, and, and like you have a, a one butt cheek that's like bigger than the other because you're just. Walking this is weird. a terrible. This is a very terrible. Like this is it's like trickle down economics, but it's just with it's, your health trickle down injuries so if his back is is right he's not going to be messing with his swing so that his back doesn't kill him every time he swings the bat like if he's healthy i mean honestly i mean he's he came up in what 20 he came up in 2015 didn't he yeah and he's been he's been an extremely productive hitter from and i i even looked at this and i can't remember the stats offhand but i mean you look at you look at from his debut until he went on the dl with the jacked up back last year and and it's night and day from when he came back to the end of the season. Like it's obvious, like it was his back. So if his back is hell, it's not like he's a. And I'm, I'm I don't want this to sound like slander. Like it's not like he's a Marwin type player that just broke out at the at exactly the right time to win a World Series in 2017, and then sort of retreated. Like he has a longer track record of being a very good major league hitter, far longer than then he was terrible last year and it it has to do with his back do you think so we were, do you think we were unfair to him do you think and i and i say we i mean i i for one i was i was pretty critical of him and i and I, it wasn't because i i think it wasn't necessarily the injury I, I coupled that with the fact that i i expect him to decline and i don't i think he's reached this pinnacle but that's just a that's just a hunch on my part I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't think you think he's a superstar, and that he's everything that he's always been. We've always been told that he was. Yes, I, I, I truly do. Now, if his Yoko fiance messes that up, then then that's unpredictable, and I can't be held responsible for that. Did you Did you see that stupid ass fucking video of him and his doing like they were playing Pictionary or something stupid like that? No, I didn't. Thankfully. Uh, yeah, I mean it was uh, it was almost unwatchable, and like I'm really glad I didn't see that actually. Yeah, yeah, I and like I'm all like I'm a romantic. I'm all I really am. I'm all for love, and I'm glad that's happy that he's happy. I'm there's something about this relationship that I it's feels contrived, and it, and it probably stems from the the proposal. But yeah, something yeah, that, about it. That proposal got you. It well, it really did, and that's it's it's maybe <laughs> like changed my whole fucking opinion on him. Um, but I, I fully expect him to be in New York fucking selling fedoras with Jason Mraz out of the buckle. Fucking <laughs> okay, him in there. He's got his, 
He's teamed up. It's like it's, it's it's Carlos Correa and Marazzle Dazzle Jason Mraz selling fedoras exclusively at the fucking buckle, and uh, and you know he's got his transition lenses on and a fucking stupid ass old fucking some God, some funny. Cadillac convertible and his fucking wife's just pitching her new Insta show where it's on Instagram Live and she just fucking redecorates people's fucking drawers. It's not, it's not it's not it's not tidying with Marie Kondo, but it's like it's like that. But it's ter- oh, but she's funny. not but she's not good at it. Anyway, so um and I, I don't want to believe it. I just I just feel like he will have a line of fedoras and they, and will they be hemp and straw probably? Yes. They're going to be light colored gearing towards the the Cuba and Puerto Rican look, and that's fine. But of course, um, yeah. And he's like two and a half, three years late on the fedora thing. Like it's like but he's gonna think it's gonna be a big thing, and he's gonna sell his sunglasses with it, and they're gonna—they look like Maui gems, but they're not the same quality. <laughs> anyway, so but but like like that that all said, I'm not rooting against him. Like I want him to like shut my ass up. I want it. I want <laughs> like hit 40 home runs and hit 315, and I will shut the immediately. I'll shut the fuck up. But um, until then, I'm I'm concerned about them moving to New York and and having a show on Bravo. Where they just fucking, he wears fedoras and convertibles and they just go around looking at real estate or something. I don't fucking know. This is what I hope happens, and I, I don't, maybe it will, maybe it, it probably won't, but what I hope happens is this becomes like audio bulletin board material. Like someone's going to play this, <laughs> play that last like two and a half minutes for Correa. <laughs> he's going to get so pissed off and he's going to hit like 67 home runs. Oh, God, uh, I hope he does. <laughs> And what's the sad thing is, is, like, I really don't believe it. Like, it's like it's all just a bit. Like, I really, it's fine. I hope, I hope him and his wife have a, have a hap, have a happy life. It's just something that just it just gets at me, and I don't know what no, it is. I think, I, you know, and I think if there's if like, there's I wish any, them to, the, and I wish them happiness. It's like I don't know what it is, like, because it's I'm not that guy. Like, I really do. There's nothing. There's no ill will here. I don't know what it is. No, no, I can understand it because I mean, if you're, it's, if there's gonna be a player on the team that that goes that route. And tries to parlay like on-field success into a second career, <laughs> then it's gonna be the guy wearing a fedora and like white suits. Like it, it, it makes sense that that that's a yeah. He dresses like fucking Panama Jack, or like he dresses like the male version of Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the world is Carlos Correa? I'm here in New York. I'm in, in Manhattan again, looking at new high rises with my wife. Oh, it's our new show. Every show he's in Ibiza. And fucking yeah, oh he's always in Ibiza. No, I want <laughs> I want Carlos to shut my ass up and hit fucking fifty home runs, and I will. Uh, you know he hits he hits forty home runs. I won't say another fucking word <laughs> until then. But until then, I'm talking about a show on show on Bravo with like fucking what's his name? Uh, who's it? Who's the uh, the delightful gay guy? Andy uh, Andy Cohn. Andy Cohn. He's he's hosting it and he's like, all right, Carlos, where are you and Danielle going? Where are y'all going today? Well, we are going to uh, up uh, up Midtown. I've got a I've got a pop up shop for my fedoras. Uh, we're meeting we're meeting Marazzo Dazzle Jason Marazz, and I'm sure this accent is racist. I shouldn't be doing this, <laughs> but it's 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 me. It's, I'm doing my Carlos career, and I yes, I, I'm trying to hit home runs, but um. But until then, I'm gonna sell my my fedoras exclusively at at the buckle. Again, at the buckle in the mall. Yes, that one, that one store in the mall. The buckle, only place you can get them. Marazzle Dazzle Korea. It's uh, it's fedora season. 
All right. That's so, a, that accent's from the Eastern Hemisphere, I believe. Uh, it's not, <laughs> not from this. Hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, 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 in case you know, I can do I, I can do a George W. Bush. Hey. Uh, yeah, he can do me pretty well. Um, Lindsey Graham. I, <laughs> uh, yes, it's me doing my Lindsey Graham. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I can do this voice pretty well. But um, let me just tell you, all of my other voices—they're definitely uh, all Persian. <laughs> they're all they're all just some Persian man. Um, so you've got Persian man and Republican politicians. Persian man and oh yeah, I got two different Republican politicians. So yeah, <laughs> and then I got and then I got my really racist uh, black preacher. Welcome. Don't do that. Why 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 come the preacher can't have a nice car? I said don't ask no questions. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, I well I do digress. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's definitely a digression. Uh, what else is there to actually talk about? Oh man, um, we're not going to talk about Bryce Harper again. We talked way too much about. No, Bryce he's Harper. got he wears he has sleeveless shirts and a bandana. I can't trust him, hate him. Uh, he's probably going to sign with Philadelphia. They should. Good for him. Stick it to the Nationals. Obviously, that's what it. You, I mean, okay. So so let me. Yesterday morning, I got on one. And Yesterday morning, didn't know you were gone. Okay, sorry. I, I got on one and talked about how I think baseball's going into a gilded age, uh, where it's just a this is a jacking with free agency is is another way because if because if you're if you are a major league baseball player, you are looking towards free agency because that's where you're going to make your money. And not to say that Dallas Keuchel hasn't made a ton of money because he has, right? But you know, since he came up, he's been looking towards this offseason as like, I this is where I'm going to make bank and I'm going to set my family up for generations. And it's just not happening. And so we talked a little bit last time about collusion. And you talked about collusion. It, it, it just feels like this is another way because what what I think Major League Baseball owners are trying to do is get it to where you will sign extensions rather than go to free agency. Because you've seen, we've seen that a lot recently. This all that dude, the State Farm agent from the Royals, with Mer- with Marigold, Mer- with Merrifield, um, like he signed an extension. Uh, Luis Severino signed an extension rather than going to Aaron Nola. Which, if there's a pitcher that you would think would hit the free agent market hot, it's going to be Aaron Nola. Um, no, yeah, great name. You've got, you know, you've got all these, or at least a handful of cases of of players that are deciding to sign the extension rather than and, and put off free agency until maybe all this weirdness gets straightened out either in the next CBA or until there's some sort of agreement between different agreement between players and, and owners. And so it just feels like I, and, and if you if I'm Bryce Harper, I sort of, and, and just looking at it because the way free agency works is the first player signs and everyone's like, well, I'm better than that guy. And here's why. So here's why I need more money. And that first guy hasn't signed yet. And so if if I'm looking at this objectively, and of course I'm an Altuve, I'm an Altuve guy. But if I'm Bryce Harper, I'm looking at Altuve's extension, which is basically an average of like 31 million a year. He was offered 30 million by the Nationals. He's going to turn that down. Or Boris is going to tell him to turn that down. Because in in Boris world and in Bryce Harper land. He is worth more. Uh, he's younger. Uh, he's worth more than Jose Altuve. So he's going to be looking for thirty-five or forty million. Now, whether he's better than Jose Altuve is entirely debatable. Um, but that's how baseball economics have worked for forever. And so I'm wondering: Are the owners 
colluding to dissuade players from even hitting free agency in the first place so that they will sign those extensions. I yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't think I don't think they are, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um I mean, why wouldn't they want to drive prices down? But I mean, you you make it sound like it's this whole thing and they're all in a group text and they're they're all texting each other. Yeah, don't you dare, you know, those you said last week, don't you dare fucking sign that. Yeah, no, I mean, there was, the, and, and baseball ownership has been at this for far longer than players have as far as extracting the most money that they can out of the other side. Right. And, 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 and one of my things was, was, you know, you can, you can take four seconds on the internet and you can find how much to the penny every player makes. But you try to find out how much how much actual revenue did the Astros bring in last year or in 2017, and you need like you need a warrant, you need a letter from your congressman, you need a, a marine to sign off on it as well. Like I've got all I've got all those actually. If we want to if we want to go forward, I do have all those. Sweet, let's yeah, let's give it a shot. But it is almost impossible to get a to get a concrete number on how much a baseball team actually makes. And there's got to be a reason for that. Like, they don't want total transparency because we're all sitting over here looking at the Astros like, holy crap, like, like and, and good. Well, has anybody, done the, has anybody done the math? I don't know that you can. But, I mean, at least to get close. I mean, you can, you can, go, you can go ticket sales. Um, you can estimate, uh, I see, but, I mean, I guess Conce- how concessions. Much, how, much, how much beer do they buy? How many shirts do they buy? Do they not buy anything? Do they bring a bottle of water in and fill it with vodka and put a, a dot yeah? That'd be on the too hard to, to get. That'd be too hard to get um, an accurate an accurate you number on. But you can. You but you can. But you can, But TV revenue. So you can. You can look up TV deals. Um, you can get TV deals, but but also but but, but ad deals. You can't that, advertising. You can't get that. You can't get yeah whatever deal they have with for Minute Maid. You know just for for every shirt that that someone buys at Academy, we have no idea. Like it is impossible. What it's about so um, what about how much all the money that they were that they were saving during the lean years when they weren't right. spending anything? Because I mean, it it wasn't like it was in 2017 or 2017 or anything. But um, it was still people were still going to the ballpark. Like it was still there was still a, there was no way it wasn't a profitable organization. Oh yeah, they had that deep playoff run, and yeah, you have to adjust for playoff shares and whatnot, but. I mean, if, if we're going to give, and we should give Jim Crane credit for, he said he was going to spend, and he has. And and we're looking at, what, $170 million payroll. But what if you found out the Astros made $600 million last year? Then you're going to be like, well, go out and freaking sign Keiko to a $90 million deal. Like, they don't want that information out. And I mean, but and then again, like, and I don't want to, like, I'm not, I'm not siding with the, with the owners. Like, I'm not siding with the, I don't want to be a villain. Because I'm already, because I already, I'm already the super devil, baby. Um, but like, that's the owner's prerogative. Like in in baseball, like they, it's it's their money. They um, they're paying it, and like, I, I, that's their prerogative. It's all of their money. It's it's just their money. With a healthy chunk from MLB Advanced Media, right. But, no. but you're right. I mean, if, if we could have scrounged up seven hundred million dollars to buy the Astros, we probably would have. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would definitely. That'd be the first thing if I had. Yeah, if I had, we probably need more, huh? But now we would in 2012. Not what do you th- not. what do you think we need? You think we need a bill? 
I think I think it needs to be a bill now. After you win a World Series, that's brutal. And we also don't know. I mean, how much does it cost to put a baseball game on, like to host a baseball game? I mean, you've got ushers and you've got all your front office people and scouts and you got to pay your computers and your spreadsheets. Right. I mean, you've got a full. I mean, you have a full. It's a full business. I mean, you have a full operation going there. Everything from everything from marketing to social media to communications to PR to then you have baseball operation side, scouting, coaching, all the way up and down the organization. So I mean, it's not. It's not like it's cheap to run, but. That's, I mean, that's just your, your checks and balances of any of any business. So, I mean, that's not, it's not crazy. Yeah, and the Ryan's own Round Rock, and the Astros own Corpus, and they own what is it now Fayetteville? Like they own their minor league teams. So the revenue that comes, they're not splitting it with some, you know, sort of independent ownership group. With me, like Lindsey Graham, I, 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 I was the part owner of the, of the Fayetteville team. <laughs> Um, what was the team in uh, in South Carolina? That was with Greenville. They, uh, Greenville was Tennessee. Oh, it's a that's a different Greenville. See, I don't I get, I get them mixed up because my geography gets a little bit crazy. Because and also I'm on uh, I'm on a lot of pain pills as well. So I, I don't I just get I get very I get I get very get very confused. You can't have different because you got a Greenville in South Carolina. You got a Greenville Tennessee. It's like which Greenville am I going to? Is it Greenville? Is it Greenville? Is it like a Louisville Louisville type thing? I don't I don't really right. know. So uh, that, that's it. Uh, that that's all. Thank you. Thanks thanks Lindsey Graham for popping in for that one. That was nice. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to I, mean, I don't want to spend all season talking about how how owners are I do terrible. baby I want to talk about them all season long baby <laughs> <laughs> all season baby so creepy and I mean Jim Crane is twice the owner that Drake McClain was uh I mean yeah I he think- didn't he didn't have little little finger pistols shooting out and Timmy Papur on the back crunching numbers hey Timmy what boss get him he's the sheriff fucking in town. Changing the nachos every day in the in the concession stands. Well, they're they're different kinds of owners. Yeah. Um, I I feel like I feel like Drayton gets a bad rap. I think he Be- does because think- because he wasn't. It's not like he was hiding the fact that he was trying to with that window closing for those shitty 2005 teams <laughs> I, I refuse to give it respect but he was that window was closing with the with the Berkmans and the Oswalts and all that and he was trying to he tried to buy a world series and it almost worked it almost worked and, and, he, and he brought in just he brought in a couple of guys that were cheating on their wives so, so i mean and they were on steroids i mean <laughs> and the, he i mean that didn't that didn't really matter he bought Royal a tractor hey thanks for my tractor you're welcome buddy um so yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so well, he gets a bad rap, but he 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 did try to do best by this team. Maybe he didn't know what he was doing, and he didn't have the right men under him. Uh, even though I Hunsaker was fine by my by all accounts. Hunsaker was great. Yeah. Um, Ed Wade, what? Um. Anyway, so yeah, so I, he gets a bad rap, but. He he's not he's he is no Jim Crane. That's basically I'm just repeating what you said. Uh, yes, uh, that's okay. I'm not gonna do that. Never mind. I do think that, and I think we talked about it one episode, how the irony of Drayton McLean is that he wanted to make the franchise sort of not eternally successful, but he want, he wanted to put put the Astros on, up there with the big boys and ended up destroying the franchise because of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And that's, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, to want, to, to basically, the, the, I mean, the it was unintended consequences that, that led to, basically the worst three-year period in any 
Major League Baseball team's history. But but the, again, that was a contrived and a very intentional effort by by the the new regime. Not so much the first year. The first year they were just bad, and then and then the new regime was like, well, we might as well roll with this and see what we can do. Because they first lost, they first had their hundred loss season the last year of Ed Wade. And then they just decided to tank. And then, and I think they were like, "Well, I mean, we could lose the same number of games if we, you know, invest in the draft." And basically, what every team's trying to do now, the difference is they think there's a blueprint, but there's not. Like, there's no like the the Astros bet that the fans would come back when they started winning, and they were right. But those days, I was thinking the other day about how you know that there were Astros games with a zero point zero rating. Like, there were no measurable audience for watching an Astros game in like 2012, 2013. And there was no guarantee that it was going to actually pay off. And and it did. And now other teams are like, see, it worked for them. But no, like a million things have to go right in order for for that to happen. Like that's not the – I don't know that the Astros are the blueprint to follow other than you invest heavily in scouting and analytics. I think that is a no-brainer. But – but there was no guarantee that the Astros were going to turn it around. Uh, I don't know. Series. They were pretty. They were pretty uh, confident about it. Do you think? Do you, are are you glad that they did it when they did because of the the negative connotations that are getting thrown on that now the tanking thing? Uh, it, nobody seemed to care. But after the Astros won a World Series, all of a sudden it's this big fucking problem in the Major League Baseball. Yeah, really. Only like Buster Olney really seemed to care a whole lot like when it was happening like to the point where it was annoying but but again the 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 farm system was in such a state that you know you can't i don't know you would have you would have had a 700 million dollar payroll if you tried to buy a world series starting in 2012 like if you just tried to bring every big name free agent to houston provided they'd actually come um you know but i did I think that the Astros should get a little bit of credit for trying it first. I guess the Cubs sort of did as well, and and technically were first to to turn it. But they're the freaking Cubs, um, right? You know, the I mean, everyone's going to go to a Cubs game because it's Wrigley and it's the it's the freaking Cubs. But well, and and they try know. and like they they cut payroll and everything, but like like they were trying, they tried to win. <laughs> they just they just just knew they just knew they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I think everyone on the field really tried because they knew that that was an audition and Keichel's even talked about how it was like open tryouts basically for right. like two years and that's yeah and that's got and that's exciting for some of those players that wouldn't have got a shot otherwise and probably maybe have got, got jobs going forward because of it jd well, martinez jd Grossman. jd martinez um martinez jay hab robbie grossman yeah there, no there's Robert a there's, there's a there's a yeah there's a litany there's a there's a there's a group of them but um yeah i was watching um it was i was watching the nba all-star pregame and adam silver was on there and they and they brought up the um the lottery and tanking and then and kind of compared it to major league baseball and he brought up a good point that he kept bringing up the european soccer and the relegation and how that's uh-huh. how, and that's how they keep their teams in check by not being able to completely tank cuz if you if you get if you're trying if you're trying to be the worst you risk being out of the league and which is detrimental to uh to money and to fan, I mean, just the worst thing that could happen to it, yeah, to a club. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to see that. I, there's something really exciting about relegation for me. I don't know how it would work, but 
that's that's really that's a, that's a, a, an inter- interesting point at least. Yeah, and, and I've thought about that. Like, how would relegation work? And I don't know that it would, just because like the teams are affiliated. Like, you're gonna bring like let's say the the Nashville. I don't even know who the Nashville sounds are affiliated. They used to be the Brewers when I when I looked. Oh, there. Bernie the Brewer, the fucking pervert that slides, down, <laughs> the adult pervert that slides down the slide. Great. Uh, but I mean, I don't know how it would work. Like, do you like let's say the let's say the Brewers. Have a, they're they're trying to rebuild, but all their good players are at AAA. They win the Pacific Coast League. Like, does the major league team go go down, and all those like AAA dudes come up, and now they're the new Milwaukee Brewers? Like, I don't know how it works. I, I love the idea, but I don't know how it works. No, I mean it would it would it would take some major restructuring. Uh, maybe get a uh, you know get a sponsorship deal with with Correa and his fedoras at the buckle with Morass. <laughs> Yes, if you like, if you like fedoras, maybe come down to the buckle and check out my hat. <laughs> what? Hey, I'll tell you. You know, it's a cap. What the one I'm wearing? It's a fedora. Okay, anyway. And he, we have child, the children's one, fedora the explorer. Okay, all right, boo. Waka waka waka. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Don't yeah? Can you can you eliminate Fedora the Explorer from the uh, from the no, broadcast? That's, that's the name of the episode. God damn it! It's see, it's gonna be one passing sense of Fedora the Explorer. And, and <laughs> my uh, my oldest was she was a fucking really afraid of the fucking map. Oh, okay. And like 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 to the point where she would like run. I don't know if. <laughs> Like run from the stupid map. I'm just like, and you're afraid of this the goddamn map. Like I'm like, <laughs> anyway. So yeah. So shout out to Kendall. She's uh, afraid of the map. I mean, it's reasonable as far as I'm concerned. And she, she's 16 now, so she's probably even more afraid of the map, and she should be. <laughs> Maybe she's probably she's already buying fedoras from fucking from the buckle. She's gonna come home with like seven of them. Be like, hey dad. Yeah. She's I like, you know these. what? You know what? Like, you know what? There's one. Like, first of all, honey, I don't want you wearing fedoras. Um, <laughs> I'm not one of the police outfits at all. Like, you know, you know, live your truth. But, um, yeah, can you not go to the buckle and buy uh, Carlos Correa and Jason Raz's line from the... <laughs> you're, wearing, you're wearing these these Latin-themed these Latin uh, fedoras, and you're wearing these transition lenses, and I just can't, like... It's very um, Daniela Correa, and I, and I just I just can't, I can't have it. You're wearing these, these light-colored sleeveless shirts, and it's just, it's very... Uh, it's just, we can't have it. So, yeah. so that being said, you are grounded forever, and then, then I ground her. <laughs> are we? Are we done? Are we good? I um, mean, I don't. When does um? When does actual camp start? Uh, everyone's supposed to report early this week because they play on Saturday. Like they play the Nationals on Saturday, the twenty third. Baby girl. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up I'm gonna hit McCullers and see if we can get get him on for during during one night. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, he's the only one. I mean, he's, he's our only friend. I or maybe I can try Bregman again. Try yeah. Let's. We should have had him on when he was like rehabbing from surgery and going to weddings and whatnot. But I'll uh, yeah, I'll hit him up and uh, yeah, let's see what happens in my, in my, with my cool. And he'll be like, yeah, he'll be like, yeah, I was gonna come on, but then I heard you just trashing my boy Correa with your fucking fedora <laughs> talk, and I, you know what? I, I, no, th- no thanks, Patrick. No thanks. <laughs> and I'd be and I'd be like and I'd be like touche. <laughs> So uh, yeah, let's well, let's let's wrap it here. That's cool. It was a nice little short, concise episode. Um, you know, one for one for the fans. You you feel me, Playboy? Oh yeah. Good All right. Stuff. Well, go, go to bed with your fucking old ass. Yes. 
Uh, Lima time time. We out here. It's 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 LTT season four. Playboy. Stop saying Playboy. Fair enough. I will. Um. All right. Fedora that, the that, Explorer. That's it. Fedora the Explorer. Uh, check us out. And uh, if you don't, then we were driving to a wall. Ooh, gotcha. All right, we're out of here. All right, man. We're, we're done. Goodbye. All right.